Hello, welcome to Caching in the Northwest, the only podcast dedicated to geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. We'll talk about caches and cachers unique to this little corner of the country. So sit down somewhere out of the rain and pull up a blanket, because here we go. This is episode one, Sarcasm and a Hat, recorded February 24th, 2010. Well, there you go, folks. A little throwback, if you will. It's better than a little throw up. Mm. Make it throwback Thursday, huh? Yeah, there you go. Throwback Thursday. What were you doing February 24th? 2010. I can tell you exactly what I was doing then. Because that can was you the really? Winter Olympics. Uh, uh. Anyways. Yeah, those did happen once upon a time, didn't they? They did. How about that? But that's also at the genesis of this very time that has now evolved into the three of us hanging out every Thursday night, having a great time, being joined by our live audience. Nine years and two months later, here we are at 300 episodes. Hmm. Don't try to do the math. It'll hurt your head. <laughs> that's that's like, you know, one every so often. Well, uh, yeah, uh, that's kind of how it worked out. Yeah, see? But folks, we want to say welcome to Caching in the Northwest. This isn't a usual episode, but if it was, it would be the only podcast from the birthplace of geocaching in the great Pacific Northwest. You know, each week we're going to talk about caches and cachers from here and all around the globe. So while you're sketching a new spire for Notre Dame, we'll be mm. caching in the Northwest. Yeah, and back in 2010, <clears throat> you were stuck with just the two of us. But now, well, it's time to bring in our spectacular Simeon. Some say he's been caching so long. He has a steam-powered GPSR. Others say he's tested positive for medical school. All we know is he's called Land Monkey. I really like the fact that you left a nice little pause after saying tested positive. That was that was great. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you have love here. <laughs> I tested positive for cholesterol myself. But... Oh, dear. That, that sounds like a fatass topic. <laughs> Oh, no, that was years ago. Probably well, like 2010. There you go. 2010. Well, you know what? It's 2019, and tonight we are celebrating. The three of us are celebrating. We are wearing our Hawaiian shirts to celebrate. Uh, we're celebrating with you, loyal and new listeners. And we thank you for joining us for our 300th episode. Of course, with that, we also want to uh, throw out a quick reminder that we appreciate the support of our patrons who help to keep this podcast coming each and every week. And that includes the Land Sharks, our corporate Denali level sponsor. Remember, there's still a free special shipping offer for you Canadian and US listeners from landsharks.ca. Free shipping on orders of $50 Canadian or greater to a max of $25 Canadian shipping costs. Just use promo code SHIP50. There you go. Well done. Thank you. Good job. Good job. You know what else is good? What? Good logs. 
We like good logs. In fact, we have a special acronym that we use for good logs. Well before geocaching.com allowed upvotes, we started, thanks to Dora Moore, the geocaching log of the week, or GLOW, as we like to say, because good logs should make you glow. Whether you wrote it or whether you read it, we want to hear about it because great logs simply make geocaching better. Send an email to feedback at cachingnw.com. You know, you can call into 253-693-TFTC or use the voicemail tool on the website and show us how you glow. And before we get into the glow, we need some more. Send in your, your good logs. Maybe I should just start searching the site and looking for those logs that have been upvoted. I mean, how many could have been? Not many. Not many down here. No, not yet. <laughs> Give it time. There you go. Well, this week's glow was submitted by Land Monkey. It's an odd hmm. name. It's an odd name, isn't it? I think he's now in, ineligible for the badge as being <laughs> a, a, a co-host of the podcast. But who I, knows? I don't think so. I'm no, maybe not. Badge. <laughs> okay. I think I've got a patch over there that has the anyway. So, thank you, Land Monkey. This one looks like fun. Bug Girl 1975. That's the, the log writer, author, I, I assume here, for geocaching safety bacon. And now I'm hungry. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Uh, short but sweet log, and it reads, LOL. Unless you're swimming, leave this until the water goes down. FTF at 12.02 with Soupy58. Took a while for the chirp to come through, then not from this side. Oh, not here either? Screw it, it's not that deep. Down to my skivvies, seriously. No surprise, there were no logs. Favorite point for sure. So, yeah, so that is a log from Bug Girl 1975, one of the first logs on that cache. Um, it's a Fraser Valley cache bash cache that I put out for Bry Lang's um, Fraser Valley cache bash event that uh, we're uh, midway through the finding period for. And it was, uh, I had hid the cache and I made sure everything was in place a couple days before Mrs. Monkey and I took off on our anniversary trip and we weren't going to be around when it got published. So I wanted to make sure everything was good. But what happened is it poured, absolutely poured rain the day before the cash bash event. So the park was completely flooded. And if you go to GC84DAC, you will see the picture <laughs> that Bug Girl uploaded onto the cash page of her in her skivvies. There you go. There, there you go. Just in case you wanted to see. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting in waste deep water to get that FDF. So, you know, some people take their FDF pretty serious. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I, I assumed. It was, you know, ankle or calf deep, not waist deep water. <laughs> She's hardcore, man. I gotta say. And Doramore says, what makes it even better is that others found the dry way to the cache that very same day. But they oh. didn't get the FTF. <clears throat> That's right. You know, if, if you're going to do an FTF, sometimes you have to go waiting. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you just got to throw all well maybe not all caution because we're going to encourage you to cash safely but <laughs> throw throw most caution to the wind yeah 
Some but caution. If, yeah, I, I was gonna say if you if you keep all your caution, you don't cash. You will cash safely, but not often. <laughs> there you go. So, oh, nice. Hey, folks, if you want to bring up a topic to talk about later in the after show, use that hashtag #fatas. That's for the after show. Hey, how about that? And uh, we'll get to it because we've got a wonderful chat lackey who helps. Yes, us we talk. do. We hung out with the chat lucky this past weekend. Mm -hmm. And the chat lucky has also contributed a story here to our news section. It's from a website called theprogress.com, and it's an insanely long URL. But it talks about keeping your camping coordinates a secret this season. Uh, let's see. What, it's, what does it say here? As camping, hiking, boating, and beaching, and all around us discovering season gets its start, I'm going to be mindful of what I share online. There are simply too many people in the backcountry as it is. And honestly, too many of them are Instagrammers like me looking for that perfect Pacific Northwest Photoshop with the perfect lighting and the happy glowing gang of friends. And, you know, the FTF. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> the article says some, uh, some of those people going out for that shot, usually out-of-town travelers, have died exploring areas that are locally known to be dangerous. But beyond the tragedy of death, which... You know, that's that's up there pretty high. There's also an increase in human-caused forest fires, an increase in garbage being left behind, even the threat of having some well-loved crown land being closed off to the public, which probably means no geocaching as well. The thought of visiting an area just for the gram, that's not your grandmother, that's Instagram. Oh, yeah, I was, I was thinking, grandmother doesn't really care so much about camping anymore. Over the hill and across the... Yeah, country. yeah. Yeah, we call it, you know, just for the ounce down here in the States. But, uh, you know, it doesn't sit well with a lot of backcountry users, fishermen, hunters, ATVers, longtime campers. Uh, many of them launch cleanup events regularly, undoing the messes left up at Harrison Lake, along Chilliwack Lake Road, and on the beaches of Jones Lake, just for a few examples. The people are here for the long haul. And as we all know, geocachers are right there, too. We care about the game board that we all play on and go out and clean it up and take care. So get out there and do that too, right? It's probably, probably too late to go back to the simpler days. As they say, the horse has already left the barn and nobody put a GPS tracking chip on that horse. There's no more need to source out a back road map at the local gas station. All you have to do is log into your social media for the GPS coordinates. But this author says, I've decided I will not try, I will try not to contribute to the problem anymore. That means if we find a secret swimming hole, if there's any left to discover, I will keep it a secret. If we journey to a hot spring site, we won't share the directions. So that'll make Bug Girl 1975's FTF efforts all that much more difficult. <laughs> there you go. And all the that much more special. That's right. With the secret swimming hole <laughs> that she <laughs> shared. It's a temporary swimming hole. <laughs> yep. And you know what? That had to be cold. <laughs> oh, I, I guarantee it was. Wow. That's oh. commitment. And I got to say, uh, so we were talking about upvoting earlier. That particular log has at least eight upvotes on it already. So there you go. Impressive. You can go there now and put your upvote on that log. Yeah, as well, you should, because it deserves it. Absolutely. Nice. Well, we are at episode 300. Now, what we did is we got it to 299 and then just kind of floated this one out there to see what would happen. So 
That's it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Good night. No. Um, it's because of our great listeners that were at episode 300. Uh, you know, we have asked what your favorite episodes have been. And here's some of the things you've said. Dora Moore replied, definitely episode 180 or 173. The interviews with the guys who found the lost ape cache. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. that was a good one. That, Chris, uh, that, that was a caching in the Northwest exclusive. I was going to say it was an exclusive. And Chris, you did an amazing job on getting that interview. Um, in fact, you do a great job of getting to HQ and other places and getting exclusive interviews for this podcast. And I really appreciate that, man. So thank you for all the times you've done that. Well, you're welcome. I do it for our loyal listeners. I don't really do it for you, Land Monkey. Oh, well, I still appreciate it. Okay. You, do you listen to the show much? Um, I don't really. Yeah, I don't either. I I, I hear it once. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know that I've ever downloaded an episode or listened to it. <laughs> I don't think I listened to that interview even. Ah. Apparently, I need to go do that. Well, you should go back. Well, and this is actually a good opportunity for anybody who maybe is fairly new to the podcast. As we talk about some of the other folks' favorite episodes, the great thing is you can go back in the feed and just find them by the episode number. So that was 173, which was an exclusive interview with the guys who found the lost ape cache. The long lost ape cache, I believe is what it was called. Yeah. And that was, mm -hmm. that was a really interesting story behind that one. So definitely that's one to check out. We also heard from Trexer Zero that um, their favorite episode, um, they agreed the Ape Cash interview was was good, but they said their favorite was episode 243 with friend of the show Rock Chalk when he came on to talk about challenge caches. He said that was another great one in his opinion. It opened up a whole new aspect of the game, uh, plus it had many great stories, and it did. Um, that was a fun episode because most of the time we have Rock Chalk on he's on to represent HQ and talk about what's going on at HQ. And, and he does a fantastic job of that. And we always appreciate it. But we had reached out to him for that episode and said, take your HQ hat off um, and join us and talk about you as a cashier. And let's talk about challenge. Like you, you've got a crazy number of challenges that you've accomplished. Let's talk about it. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. And some of his stories of things that uh, he's lived through. <laughs> geocaching or... the fact he's still living yeah it was entertaining yeah how, how many fizzies has he done now uh in the 30s or something ridiculous all, all like of that. the fizzies all, yeah, of, the all fizzies. of them yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it's just yeah it's ridiculous yet i'm jealous <laughs> yeah there he's, you go he's the fizziest cashier i know <laughs> he is indeed yeah well bc adventure smart chimed in and said well, congratulations on show 300. We're a little partial to the episode when our executive director was on chatting about wilderness safety and our new app. Oh, and so much more. And I have to agree, that was a good one. We had some great information covered on that. Always applicable when you're out in the outdoors. And we got some great feedback from listeners on that one too, as always, as we always do. Yeah, that was a very yeah. recent one, wasn't it? That was very recent, and I have to say that was probably one of our best uh, prepared interviewees. Mm. Um, so yeah, a lot, lot, really good episode. Two ninety four. I was just looking that up, and in fact, if you just go to our website, that is the featured episode right now. 
uh, on the front page of uh, the cachingnw.com website. So nice. episode 294. And of course, if you're listening to this episode sometime in the future, it may not be, but you know, it was. <laughs> it will always be 294. It just It'll may not be 294. It just might not be on the front page. There anymore. you go. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that was fun. And a lot of our uh, folks in the chat are agreeing with some of that. Um, mm -hmm. uh, GSMX2, or Times2, sorry, uh, did say she she is great. Yes, she was a fantastic speaker. So super knowledgeable mm -hmm. about the topic of caching safely and hiking safely and just getting out there and having fun. So that was cool. Um, we also heard from Brylang, who's who had a one word comment in his feedback about his favorite memories of caching in the Northwest. And it was puppets. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by puppets? I, I'm assuming a reference to our 100th episode. That was oh, a lot of fun. We did do puppets. Yeah. Poor Doramore. Poor Doramore. She didn't know we were going to do puppets. <laughs> we didn't tell our guest that we were going to <laughs> do the entire podcast as puppets for our 100th episode. <clears throat> So yeah, that would be episode 100 if you want to go back. That one, you really need to watch that one on YouTube as opposed to just listening to the audio. That's one you do need to watch. Yes, several people have said, yeah, yeah, okay. So, you know, I listened to it. It was okay. And then they went and watched it and they're like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I have was one of those. He says, two things come to mind. Over and above the great friendships, the epic episode 100, when I discovered watching live with the comments section. Ah. And he's in there tonight. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a very busy chat over here tonight. It's awesome. Lots of, uh, lots of familiar names and some new names. That's great to see everybody in there. And we're, uh, <laughs> Moore just said, uh, that's where we learned that podcasters don't wear pants. There you it's, go. Well, at least these podcasters. Yeah. I think, well, let me tell general. you, it's a little chilly here today. So we need to hurry this along because <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> uh, oh. Wait. Funny guys. Yes, that was that was also for those of you new to the podcast a reference to the puppets, as I recall. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's started, but it has become a running gag here on the podcast. So, a lot amongst of our running <laughs> gags on the podcast, amongst them, yes. So, amongst our running gags, how about amongst our favorite moments? Do you guys have any favorite moments of your own? I I do. My favorite moments were. The Hitchhiker's Guide to Geocaching episodes we made. And I have to say that airing those was fun, especially the first one when nobody knew it was coming. And folks were just watching, expecting a regular episode. And all of a sudden, it was a pre recorded uh, radio comedy uh, that we played. So that was kind of fun. But honestly, it was way more fun creating those episodes with you guys, especially episode two where we had some extra voice actors join us. Um, a couple of our daughters um, just made it that much more fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've got uh, a couple more scripts done. And we're just timing when we're going to get those recorded for you guys. So I was going to say there's more to come. So there, there is. Absolutely. The story is not yet over. <laughs> <laughs> it is not. And it's, it's going to get crazier and crazier. I guarantee that. <laughs> How? How can that be possible? <laughs> Because I'm writing it, that's how. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Her dark, dark hat, sunglasses, and large hat. She's glaring at you. Oh, and and yeah, I mean, just so many things have spun off out of the Hitchhiker's Guide to Geocaching episodes mm -hmm. that we've done, including 
that uh, Jim, your daughter has now changed her caching name to her character name from yes. that show, which is so cool. That's awesome. Be yeah. become the character. Absolutely. Chris, how about you? He's already a character. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, true. wait. No, that's tough. Never no, mind. you had it right. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I our first Christmas special that we did, I thought was was a lot of fun. Um, and recently we just did a live podcast. And it was a little awkward because I had to wear pants for that one. But um you didn't you know. have to. You're right. I didn't have to. And in fact, next time, I probably still wear pants. <laughs> and we appreciate that. Uh, I am says that in the Christmas Carol spinoff was well done. That was a lot of fun to do as well. That was our, uh, what, what did we, it was a Christmas Carol. That's right. Yeah. yeah Christmas yeah. Carol. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, Dora Morse is another one of my favorite episodes was the audio broadcast from the MVG summertime winter games. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've done a few, um, mm -hmm. in the field shows. That was one of them. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Jim having you come up and you and I had the honor of lighting the torch for the. Yeah. Lighting the torch. I've never lit the torch for a games before. And we, as I recall, entered on tandem cross country skis. Of, That's correct. Of a sort. Of a sort. <laughs> that was a lot. Of fun. I, uh, I always enjoyed those games Pardon and, me, gentlemen. and the various events that we've been together for. There's been a number of them where we've been able to get together for either going ape, uh, block parties, a um, couple of different things up here. Yeah, uh, we we did one for um, the first Mount Vernon geocoin right. challenge. Yeah. Yep. First or second, I can't recall. There you go. Um, uh, Christy over in the chat said the recent reviewer drone episode was pretty awesome. That was a lot of fun. That was our slightly delayed April first episode. That was epic. Yes, a very yes. good. And I and I think. Uh, uh, in fact, I've talked with a couple of people that, you know, well, maybe, oh, wait, no, this isn't right. <laughs> we got them. We got them. Yeah. Uh, Wet Coaster says, my favorite was the FATAS archive party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to oh, yeah. find out what episode that is. I, I can't tell you because, you know, it wasn't our main topic, but. Um, that was early on when we started doing FATAS. Yeah. yeah. So, that yeah. might have been before you actually released the after show as part of the recording. Oh, it might have been. Oh. Early yeah. on, the after show was if you had to be here live for it, and otherwise it was gone forever. Well, it was one of my caches that we archived, so I could always go back and just oh, there you go. That would tell you. Go through them and <laughs> figure that out. I'll, I'll figure that out during the after show if somebody You know what we found out? Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all depends on how your working relationship well, with your reviewer is, I think. Oh, yeah, because it won't be the same after that. <laughs> <laughs> your your reviewer, local reviewer, will never forget you. <laughs> or forgive. Or forgive you. <laughs> That's where we found out the rev reviewers get actually pinged every time there's a neat archives. Yep. Alert. So, Whoops. you know... <laughs> so, folks, if if you're new to the podcast, we'll we'll talk about this just a little bit. Um, Land Monkey wanted to archive one of his 
caches. And we thought, let's do it live on the air. In fact, everybody who's listening, go put a needs archived on this cache. And um, Landmonkey, how long did it take for you to hear from the reviewer? Um, maybe five to 10 minutes <laughs> before I got a cease and desist <laughs> message from the reviewer. And didn't they lock the cache? So yeah, they did lock the cache because they're like, okay, I don't know. And I think that what the feedback was that we got was, I don't know what's going on, but I'm locking this cache because <laughs> this is weird and it's not stopping. <laughs> um, it was just one of those things that I've never put in these archived on a cache. So that was kind of fun. I'm going to go do it. Yeah. yeah. I wanted everybody to have the experience, the the satisfaction of posting a needs archive on a cache. I was trying to help. Yeah, that's what I was doing. It was yeah. a unique experience. It was. And, you know, it was one of those memorable and educational moments that we strive to give you each and every week on caching in the Northwest. Oh, yeah. It's all about the education here. Mm-hmm. That's what you're calling it. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I am also shared, uh, he, he called it a fatas, but I'll share it since <laughs> we're talking about this stuff here. He says, uh, one of his favorite moments was the look on Mrs. Monkey's face during the live, the recent live broadcast when she first heard the Land Monkey YouTube jingle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when yeah. she first realized my husband does this every Thursday night. She looked at me and said, how long has he been doing that? <laughs> oh, she became so. <clears throat> oh, I I wish we had a camera on her. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you could have turned the camera on her. It wouldn't have mattered because that camera wasn't on. <laughs> There's that too. You know, I usually know which camera. Another I'm classic to. moment. I I didn't on that night. I grabbed that camera, turned it around. How come the image isn't moving? Uh oh. Uh. And once again, we had we had a guest joining us online all the way from Louisiana. And <laughs> that was actually, that was an informative and fun episode. So if, fun. You, if you go back and check that one, I can't remember which one that was off the top of my mind, but that one was really good. It's impressive that we have such great guests on more than one time. <laughs> yeah. After they get yeah. on. Like, the fact that they return occasionally <laughs> is really quite impressive. Yep. Oh, and speaking of live events, um, Mrs. Landshark said uh, the event we had at the Shark Store event uh, was a lot of fun. That was uh, last Christmas. We did mm -hmm. that. We recorded a live episode um, at the Shark Store. She said they had a packed office, wall-to-wall -wall cachers, and some podcasters. Yeah, a couple. And that was fun. You that, guys, was, that, was that was a lot of fun. You guys came up to Victoria, and we all spent the day there together having a Christmas event and yeah, that was awesome. I really appreciate the land sharks hosting that. That was, Oh, that was cool. so good. We've got to do another event at their store. Well, I think we could manage to twist their arm and yeah. make that happen. We'll see what they say. One of these we'll just sort of let that out onto the internet and let, you know, let people decide what happens. Much like I'm surprised when we have a guest on more than once, <laughs> we'll see if we're actually invited back there to the land shark store more than once. That's right. Gotcha. Yeah. We have that effect on people. <laughs> oh, you guys. Um, yeah, not yeah. so much. They got their film. <laughs> uh, but all of these things are awesome because of the patrons and the people in the live chat every week. Yes. You know, we can plan a show and we can have 
copious notes, well-prepared guests, but sometimes the live chat just steers the podcast in a direction we didn't intend it to go. Sometimes that's great. <laughs> a good example I have just throughout is another this is another fun one was seeing the land monkey's reaction to a question about throwdown caches. <laughs> yeah, some days I'm I'm more easily gotten to than other days. That one that one I had quite the reaction to. Yeah, I recall that. Throw up, throw down. Oh, wait. <laughs> they are different. Yeah. Uh yeah, coincidentally, talking about a throwdown, we left the hands across the border event did a couple of caches right there near the park and went to a cache, lifted the, the skirt of the light post there and found it too. And while we were looking at it, somebody goes, wait a minute, what about this? The film canister under the light lamp skirt was a throwdown. The real cache was still there. Yeah, oh, the real my. cache was still there and so much better. Yes. Oh dear. People, people. So that's just lazy. <laughs> that's just lazy. So we took the log out of the throwdown and put it into the regular cache. Wow. The canister with us. Super responsible. Did you then burn the container from the throwdown? Uh, no, but when somebody in our party confiscated it, it's no longer at that location. Ah, okay. It's been officially confiscated. Yes. I don't believe it was burned, but it was confiscated. <laughs> I believe it will be recycled. I was well, going to say it was in it was in good shape. It's a good cash container for somewhere else. Reusing and repurposing it for mm -hmm. a proper yeah. cash somewhere. There you go. Yeah. All right. I'm on board with that. That's more environmentally friendly than burning it. Yeah, we saw a couple of cashers, you know, as you do when you're especially after a big event, ran into a couple of different caches and she said, Oh, did you find that one? We said, Yeah. Which one did you find? <laughs> <laughs> did you find the real one? <laughs> oh. What? Well, no, I found the one. Do we have to go back? No, I moved the log for you. So it will count, but <laughs> pay attention. That's right. So we, right off the very beginning of this podcast, we played the audio from episode number one. And going back to February 20, 2010, um, mm -hmm. so much has changed. Uh, you got another co-host. Um yeah, how'd that happened. Uh, yeah, somebody snuck their way into the show. Um, there's been lots of change and lots of innovation uh, to this podcast in the last 300 episodes. And so I have a question for you two guys as the founders of this podcast. When you first started it, what did you imagine it might look like or sound like at either 100, 200, or 300 episodes down the road? Hey, what's end? I don't know that uh, I even thought about that far away because, uh, well, this was all Chris's brainchild. He's like, yeah. I, I want to do a podcast. I'm like, okay. I want you to come with me. Why? <laughs> well, it's just hard to just talk by yourself. I need It helps to have two people to talk to each other. All right, I guess. And we worked in the same office, so we just stayed after work a couple times and chatted and you know, about 10 episodes in, I said, why does it always say we on this one section of the notes? And so, you know, we just yammered along and I thought, well, okay, that's kind of fun, I guess. And this will appease Chris and we'll do this three or four times and then we'll move on. This was all appeasement. 
<laughs> 300 episodes later, he finds out. <laughs> it's just appeasement. Hmm. Um, you know, I was hesitant to start a podcast. I wanted to, but I didn't know if I would have enough topics to talk about. Uh, it, I started it the year that um, Geo Woodstock was coming to Washington State. Uh, so, you know, I figured there's going to be enough to talk about in the this huge event coming up. Sure. And, you know, it it amazed me that, you know, we we made it to 100 and that was a big one. And 200 and 300 almost snuck up on us because once you get into a routine. So for those of you who didn't listen, you know, nine, nine years, two months ago. Uh, we used to, we started this off as a monthly podcast. Witsend and I both had younger families. We were younger back then. As you know, it happens that way. We want yeah. to be. And it was difficult to get together even once a month to record the podcast, uh, you know, with our schedules and the kids and what have you. So, uh, you know, we did a few of these and they kind of, it kind of languished until land monkey came along and said, Hmm, I just found this podcast. It's great. Is there anything I can do to help? Uh, I had just started with, uh, Daryl W four on the geo gearheads and that we were using Google hangouts on air. So I thought, you know what, this might be a way to do it. So there you have it. Yeah, as I recall, Land Monkey said, "Hey, I listened to all your episodes and I kind of like it, but you stopped. <laughs> Can I help you get started again? Something along those lines, anyway." Mm. Yeah, I don't. Who is this guy? Yeah, Chris came <laughs> in and goes, "Get this guy was up with the podcast." I'm like, "Really? Okay. Why?" <laughs> <laughs> At which point, all of a sudden, I kind of got defensive about things. Who is this guy? Wait a minute. This is our thing. Kind of like the same feeling you get when your wife says, wait, you're going to get into a car with people that you met over the internet <laughs> and drive to Portland? What? It's similar, but I don't think it's exactly the Not same. Not quite the same. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's, you know, another great memory is the first time the three of us actually physically got together. Uh, Laura and I had, would planned a road trip to come down we were going to pick you guys up mm -hmm. and we we start off with uh, an event in the morning at um in tacoma at a restaurant what's the i think it was i think it was elmer's elmer's, elmer's. elmer's. Yeah. had a breakfast event there at the elmer's restaurant and then uh, you guys jumped in the truck with laura and i and we drove down to the original stash and took us across state lines and out into the woods <laughs> yeah could go wrong, <laughs> could go wrong. Yeah, what I thought was great was that we'd never met these people in real life. I mean, we've met them on the internet. And we get in their car, just like you tell your kids not to do. Yeah. And and I think the very second traffic light we came to, Land Monkey ran a red light. That's and true. Mrs. Land Monkey tried to crawl into the dashboard in embarrassment. But we all live to tell a tale. And the highlights of that are somewhere on the YouTubes on a Land Monkey's Geocaching Adventures episode. In fact, so. they are. Yeah, an earlier one for sure. Yeah. I can try and go back and look during the, the after show maybe and see if I can find that as well. But. It's back there always, but that was fun. That was my first trip to the original stash tribute black thing. Yeah. Mine as well. And oh, the land monkeys as well, right? 
that was a very very enjoyable fun adventure so yeah dora mars is they're geocachers geocachers <laughs> are good people and you know that's true that's true yeah that's where rule 14 comes from right hmm? this is where rule 14 comes from getting rides from strangers yeah Something well, like no, take, rule 14 is getting directions from people on lawn or riding lawnmowers. Right. But it resulted in mm, strangers yes. getting a ride from us yes. mm -hmm. back down the mountain. Yes. Yeah. How many people can we fit in the land monkey mobile? More than you think. think. <laughs> so like Shriners, we all climbed in. Yeah, it was kind of like that. Oh, that was good. That Too was bad fun. you don't have footage of that. That was fun. <laughs> Oh gosh. So yeah. okay, well now Land Monkey, before yeah. we leave, yes, it's quiz time. Oh, okay. I'm gonna pose to you, Land Monkey, what was the main subject of our very first episode? The main subject of the very first episode that you guys recorded. So you don't mean like the first time I was on the show. You mean the, no. the very like episode, episode number one. one, which I just played the introduction for. Uh I believe it was the Sark Mark. Oh, very good. Yes, because it, it did say sarcasm. That kind of gave it away, didn't it? The sarc a little bit. And you know what? That sucker's never taken off. Who's nope. going to pay for an emoji? Oh, wait. People do that now, don't they? <laughs> the yep. sarc mark was a uh, interesting idea. It was, uh, it was, you had to pay for it. And what was it? Kind of like a inverse at symbol? Yeah, something like that. It was weird. And it was to uh, designate sarcasm in, you know, text and and uh, written materials. I want to say, uh, I, I, I say logs, but um, any written form of communication. Yeah. Which, of course, now there's emojis that do that exact purpose. Exactly. But they didn't have them at the time. And there you go. So... Oh, well, you, there we go. Sark mark. Whitsend's got it up on the screen. Sarcasm? Punctuate. Punctuate it. There you go. Thank you, Jim. Mm -hmm. Sark mark. I guess it's still alive, huh? Well, or there's at least a website that yeah. never got taken down. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. That uh, don't don't go back and listen to episode one. It was pretty rough. It's not as smooth as it is now. Well, we didn't have the dulcet tones of the land monkey. Oh, yeah. Well, it was different though, right? Because back then it was all pre-recorded and you guys uh, Heavily you did a lot of post work. And mm -hmm. we don't really do a lot of post work anymore. Yeah, when you say you guys, I didn't. I walked away and Chris <laughs> did all the post. Oh, okay. I ended up editing longer <laughs> than we spent talking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like, so the same way it is now. Chris does all the work and Jim and I show up yeah. and... I just show up and read a glow and, you know, yeah. You know, and now cash land monkey for promotions. I know. Oh, hey. for a very short, brief time. I was, I was super impressed. But as I said on the social medias numerous times, the highlight of all of that for me wasn't that you were getting higher scores and finding more caches than I was. It was that you were beating rock chalk every week. And that was, <laughs> that was awesome. Well, you know, when I didn't find some all these favorite caches for all these years, then it made it easy. So, yeah. <laughs> but you know, the land sharks, they passed me before the time, the deadline, the, the, that week drew to a close. 
Nice. So Land Sharks and Team Noltex were higher than I at the at the at the close. Now I don't have uh Rock Chalk on my friends league favorites list, whatever the thing is. So I don't know where he finished that week. I wouldn't have at all be surprised if he finished far in a lead in the league of me, but uh, it was no, as I recall it, uh, you finished ahead of him on oh, okay. my chart anyway. So yeah, well, I haven't since with your with your geocache road trip. <laughs> I found all of I think one geocache in the past week, but it was significant. I do have to say, yeah. Why is that? Well, I finally found the high five over i five webcam geocache in downtown Seattle. Ah, so been many a long year that I have watched that webcam pointed in the wrong direction. Wrong being direction you can't log a find with, even though <clears throat> a lot of people on the thing, on the cache page have. Never mind. Are, are <laughs> you okay? Your throat seems a little congested. Yeah, it, it just happens sometimes. Uh, that I totally agree with you. The <laughs> the high five over i five webcam cache is one of those caches that is it. It's like a nemesis cache. Because you can get to the location you're supposed to be at, mm -hmm. but the camera may not be pointing the right way, and yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. It's a Washington State DOT traffic webcam, and yeah, they, oddly enough, don't place a high priority on pointing the camera in a geocache-friendly direction. I don't know. Do they know there's a webcam cache based on that camera? They probably do, they actually. probably do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's turn it the other way and keep these people away. I, I almost was... was gonna come on here and make a plea at some point and say are there anybody in the up in our geocaching audience that has any connections to the dot camera people mm -hmm. i'm gonna be up there on thursday afternoon and you know, <laughs> but yeah well as we were coming back from the hands across the border event i ham says it i was saying oh we're going past this check it as i'm driving and you know nope, wrong way no, I I was driving in the area this week, and I looked up and to pole, and I thought, I think that's pointing in the right direction. And I checked my phone because I had a bookmark on the home screen of my phone <laughs> for months. And sure enough, it was. I parked and ran there expecting as I walked up to see the camera mock me and pan away. But no, I, I got, you can Is see half a dozen fuzzy pixels that I can verify are me. That's right. <laughs> is it possible that that one is, uh, it's the timing like is on weekends. Is it always pointing the wrong way on? Weekends I haven't because found traffic volumes or something or. Yeah. I wondered about that too, but I, I, I tried to find a trend cause I, I, I have been up in Seattle at various times and I could never find, Oh, it's always in the morning or always late mm -hmm. at night or whatever it, just depends on traffic and conditions and things. So there you go. But Trexer Zero, who would like the Sarkmark tattooed, tattooed on his forehead, <laughs> says, I remember standing in the pouring rain during rush hour to get that one with hands over my head, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> nice. Nice. I mean, you know, if, if that's what it came to be, I would go do that. I mean, I've been watching it so long, hoping mm -hmm. that one of these days, uh, I never thought of actually looking at the camera as I drive by. I'll have to pay attention to that. Well, it's hard to see from the freeway. I was on surface streets. So. Oh, okay. Maybe that's, that's why I'm not seeing it. When you got, you're watching that every time you drive yeah, by? Yeah, no, no. At, at that location, the, the freeway is below the surface street level. Right. So when you drive by on surface streets, it's not that far up to look at it. Yep. 
Um, calling back to uh, the discussion about your uh, epic completion of the <laughs> friend league during the uh, the recent uh, promotion, I saw from the Land Sharks uh, they they noted uh, they passed you in the end because you became a goal. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? <laughs> Well, I, uh, I passed 2000 points and was fairly satisfied with that. And I also had a really busy weekend at work the last three or four days of the thing. And I thought, well, I passed 2000. I'm happy if I, if I finish higher than land monkey and rock shock, I'm even happier. And uh, congratulations to land sharks and team Noltex for finishing higher. So uh, I do have to say that my points, however, were, Pretty, I think all of my points were from finds uh, for me going out and finding thing. Team Noltex, I have a strong suspicion, received a lot of their points from other people finding and favoriting their caches. Yeah. So, which I like that though. I applaud I, that. That that yeah. you know that does that does reflect a lot. But yeah. And Team Noltex puts out fantastic oh, caches. Amazing. Planning to head down into the, I guess the greater Tacoma area is uh -huh. where you mostly find their caches. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, some really good quality caches. You guys are lucky. You've got some really good creative cache placers in that larger area. I don't know. Yeah. What, what do you call that area? South Sound. South yeah. Sound. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Including Bounce Bounce, who was featured on the geocaching blog. He was. Newsletter. He was absolutely. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm just editing a video that has uh, some bounce bounce caches in it right now. So, 3M says, I, My goal was to beat Land Monkey. I did. <laughs> 24, 45 points. Only 25 points were awarded to me. So, there you go. There you go. And congrats. So, that, that beats my score as well. I had 2002 at the end of that, that run. I nice. remember that year, Sonny. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that, was, that, was, my lawn. that was pre podcast. Barely. Yeah. Well, the big the big thing I think for most people is to try and get all what was it five souvenirs. Yeah, mm -hmm. the frustrating part for me was that I had to I traveled out of town and nothing. My schedule never collided, collided, lined up. I could never get to an event, mm -hmm. to a a uh, creation celebration event for that sixth souvenir. Oh, bummer. I tried. That's unfortunate. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, what do you think? Time to wrap it up? I think so. Folks, thank you so much for listening to episode 300. But first, we need to thank people. Absolutely. We want to take a moment to thank Land Sharks, our corporate Denali sponsor. Uh, remember that Landsharks is landsharks.ca is the outdoor adventure and geocaching store. Check them out online, and I will just make sure I have the correct thing on my screen here. There you go. Check them out online or go in person and visit their store in Victoria, British Columbia. They are open six days a week except holidays, and they ship online orders every day. We also want to thank all of our faithful Denali Level supporters. That would be Land Sharks, JP's Geo Designs, Bounce Bounce. We were just talking about you, Team Squirrel, and WorldCaching.com. If you want to know more about supporting this show, click that Patreon link on the CachingW.com website, and you also will have your name added to this growing list that got bigger since I've been away. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not sorry. No, that's that's amazing. All right, so what we do 
if you're new to the podcast, <clears throat> is at this point, we read the name of every one of our patrons as a way of thanking each of you for your contributions and support of this podcast. And so that list currently is Broncos fan for life, Sprouter Camp Clan, Tick Magnet, Kev Mac D, Subway Mark, Doramore, Dune, Bu Dune Buddy, Kid Vegas 19, GeoNav Pros, Wino Seattle, Ackerdock, Billy Robson, Genies, Antaeus, Keats 94, Trexer Zero, MC3 Cats, Kennel Barb, M Nerve, Wet Coaster and Green Words, Sege Hove, Alarobic, Keepers of the Cash Flow, and Highland Sky. Oh, yep, that's all the air I got. Okay. <laughs> and we met Highland's guy at the Hands Across the Border event. Oh, awesome. awesome. That was that was awesome. It was a great event. We're meeting great it certainly people. Certainly was. So, until next week, my good friends, where could people find you on the interwebs to reach out and connect with, say, the Land Monkeys? Well, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Land Monkey GC. Uh, we're on Facebook. We've got a blog. It's landmonkey.blogspot.ca. And of course, you can always find us on the YouTube's L A N M O N K E Y Land Monkey on YouTube. Uh -huh. Someone and, that says land monkey is embarrassed. <laughs> She's probably curled up in a ball upstairs. Right now. <laughs> um, but just uh, on, that, on that note, uh, we haven't had a video out for a little while. I've been pretty busy with some other projects, but uh, last two nights I've been editing away. So there's a new episode coming out soon. Nice. What's in my friend? How about you? And one of those projects was happy anniversary, by the way. Thank you. I'm Wits End on Twitter, Facebook, geocaching.com message center, Instagram with some punctuation, but it's still Wits End. You can find me or just come back here Thursday night. Most of them, I'm right here. Chris? I have no punctuation. I'm unpunctuated. Hmm. But you can find me on Twitter or Facebook at Caching NW or Instagram at Caching in the Northwest. Head on over to CachingNW.com slash host. Read those bios. Find all the links that we just mentioned because we know you're driving and you can't stop to write these down. But most of all, we want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Caching in the Northwest. Don't forget that you can be part of the show. You can call into 253 693 TFTC, leave us a comment, ask us a question, or watch us make a spectacle of ourselves any time of the day or night. And of course, you can email us by leaving feedback or by you can email us feedback at feedback at caching in the northwest, cachingnw.com. You know what? Don't email us. I can't get the email address right. <sighs> you know what? Email Stop us by Chris's house. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. stop by. Email us a glow at feedback at cashingnw.com. That's what we really need. Your support helps keep quality shows coming, unlike this show, especially the ending, not so much in the quality. If you like the show, click on the Patreon link there on the cashingnw.com website and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. The show is produced by Chris Umfenauer, Jim Paulwitz, and Jay Kennedy. It's licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license, copyright 2019 by Chris Umfenauer. And stay tuned for the after show. See, I just pushed right through it. Maybe. Well and, and thanks to Geocaching with GSM Times 2, who says, if you're on YouTube and enjoyed this show, give it a thumbs up. Yeah, so. thank you. I think he I think he makes that post every every week and I appreciate yeah. that. It's a good yes, one. Yes, I have failed to, to mention it, but yes, I think he does. Well done. Planted my thumb. Done. Mm. Oh yes, because GeoNav Pros also added and give it a thumbs up.
So yeah. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So yes. There you go. Um, nice. So earlier in the show, yes, uh, GSM times two or Scott in Ojai, as he's known by, put in a link of the video that we did together when I was down in Southern California and we got to do some caching together. Nice. There was a link in here somewhere. It's in the after show. Yep, it's in there. It's in oh, the that one. <laughs> that makes you, it so much easier. You two-timing podcaster. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. Awesome. Uh, so while you're posting that into the chat, um, Mrs. Landsharks uh, is open to suggestions for how to keep Mr. Landshark's glasses in his possession. Uh, it's uh, it's become a bit of a running gag now because there just seems to be uh, frequent misplacing of the glasses uh, when they're on geocaching adventures. They usually end up somewhere in their truck, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so know open to suggestions so if you have suggestions for how land sharks should uh should keep glasses uh, you know send it in to us at the podcast we'd be happy to talk about it or stop by their store oh bring bring uh bring some duct tape mm. <laughs> in person Doramore is suggesting crazy glue crazy glue there you go it's it's a suggestion not sure his meeting with this is uh, land shark's approval but yes <laughs> last time it was over the back of the truck with gravel hmm. nice i'm on a leash what could go wrong um truckster uh had truckster zero had a fatas comment he's asking how do you organize your caching supplies i.e cache containers spare logs magnets etc he said placing everything into a rubbermaid tub is turning out to not be ideal and that that is definitely true um i have i have sort of two simultaneous systems i use i do have a rubbermaid container large one but it has smaller containers in it that i put things in and, and have that plus i have a uh drawer two drawers actually in my office desk upstairs that are basically dedicated to geocaching related things so that's I have a great like system. I bring wits end. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's always a good system. He has a mental inventory of everything in his backpack at any moment. And he always has an SD card. Yes, he does. Almost always, yeah. You Which can see him good. going through each pocket. Really has one. <laughs> that one. Did you did you put one in the recorder tonight? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and I've got an extra here. Ah, yeah, well done. Two. So don't worry, we have backup systems. There you back go. up, everybody, back up. Uh GeoNavpros uh, said to Trexer Zero's question, he said, My geo stuff all fits in my garage. <laughs> so well, there you go. Just bring that garage with you and you're good to go. Oh, buddy. Maybe that's gooey stuff, as in gooey duck. Ah. Quack quack. GSM times two says I have a tackle box in my car and a well-organized fanny pack for the trail. A tackle box would actually work quite well. It would. Yeah. You know, well, give it you, yeah. Depends how much stuff you have, I think, but yes. <laughs> Mrs. Landshark says this is the third time they were lost forever. Speaking hmm. of glasses. <laughs> oh, funny stuff. Um, 
I, I like the tackle box idea, you know, that allows you it. And again, it depends on the size, but you know, there's a lot of small things, especially if you're going to do cash maintenance, like yeah, O-rings and replacement bison tubes and nanos and logs that will fit into the little trays of the, mm -hmm. of the um, tackle box. Well, and then the bigger things can go down below. Yeah. I, again, it just depends how much stuff you have. Right. So if it's, a small enough amount of stuff to fit in a tackle box. Perfect. Um, or a tackle box could just be part of mm -hmm. your, your overall kit. Cool. What else? Yeah, we got? So we're, we're still working on Mr. Uh, Landshark's eyeglass retention uh, system. Okay. But Mrs. Landshark's is a Landshark's lens leash or an LLL. Ah, which will be available next month at the Landshark store. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will. Um, Avro Air says, I have a stick. I'm not sure which question that's in response to. I Does wondered about that. I think I think it just fits. Yeah, it's just so you know, if if you're ever wondering, uh, if you're ever, you know, bump into Avro Air. I just want you to know if you're gonna carry spare uh bison tubes and scare parts for geocaches, Chris that you're going to need a really big tackle box if you're going to maintain this cache that I found in California. Oh my. Uh, that that's that's more than a tackle box, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, that that was that was a good one. It was uh it For was those in, of you listening, it was in this post. It was in a post which is what? Uh 18 inches in diameter? Yeah, something like that in diameter and pulls out a huge chunk of pvc which has to be three feet long yeah it well as you can see in this picture it pretty long. much took my entire arm to reach the log at the bottom of the tube <clears throat> so that was a fun one that's awesome what a great idea so great. yeah that uh that that's one of the biggest caches i've ever seen you know leaving out the ammo can you can walk in, you know, or somebody's made a yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. But, but that's an actual cache. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Looks like a cryogenic storage chamber. <laughs> it was for his arm for a brief period of time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice in Southern California. So that works out well. So let's see, Mrs. Uh, Landsharks uses a cash and carry swag bag, hmm. which they have very conveniently put the link to I clip it onto my backpack and it carries everything, including spare bison gaskets and zipper bags. Nice. Oh, there's two of them, a cash and carry trackables and a cash and carry swag. There you go. That's pretty handy. It is. And it comes with a, um, what are those clips called? I've suddenly forgot carabiners. Ah, so you clip like onto anything. It's got, uh, yeah, it's got tabs on each end and a carabiner to clip on. That's that's actually quite handy. It's a well thought out solution. And that's it's about cool. the size of the shoe it's positioned next to, to be photographed. So in case you needed to know how big it was. There you go. For scale. How handy. <laughs> no, shoe. Hmm. It's how glovey? I don't know. Um, we had a Fatas comment from... MC3 Cats, my favorite geocaching wrapper. 
who says, uh, thanks to all who attended the Hands Across the Border event. So you guys went there. You're, that was an awesome event. There. Met lots of great people. Some people in the chat and some people that weren't in the chat, but fun meeting them all. Pretty yeah. Cool. It was a very well attended event by both the WSGA and the BCGA. And I believe they shook hands. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we had hands across the border uh, for the U.S. residents. We didn't have to cross the border. We could pull up into the, the park right there and walk in. The Canadian uh, residents did have to cross the border. Uh, there were some U.S. residents who crossed the border and didn't need to. <laughs> oh. But we're not going to mention those. Yeah. Sounds like there's a bit more of a story there. <laughs> um. And uh, yeah, so it was a very, very well attended event. Yeah. Uh, yes, Monkey Cakes brought uh, up pineapple upside down cupcakes. cupcakes. Yeah. Oh, so were awesome. It was pineapple upside down day. Ah, it was awesome. Um, WSG, I don't know if it's the WSGA or the BCGA. There were burgers, there were food, there was, you know. If, if you went hungry at that event, it was your own fault because there was <laughs> lots of food and they sent it home with people afterward. It was great. Nice. Yeah, it was unfortunate I wasn't able to make that event, but we had prior plans for that long weekend. So us monkeys were elsewhere. But... It was just two days long. You were missed. <laughs> lots of people asked about you. As I say, I, I was missed. Who was aiming for me? <laughs> uh, Wet Coast. Uh, no, sorry. MC3 Cat says about 120 folks were there. Wow. That's an awesome turnout. Yeah. yeah. There's nice. the, I, you know, my goal is to get across the border as quickly as possible without, you know, causing a backup or, you know, being that guy that, you know, causes everybody else to slow down. So I have, ne I never got the, um, Peace Arch virtual. Mm. Um, and Until there are people, what? Until now. Until now. Mm. Uh, and I never stopped to visit the little park. There's there's a building there they call the American Kitchen because I assume it's on the American side. Mm -hmm. Um, that you know, handled 120 people very easily and had uh cooking facilities. So that is a great little spot to stop and have another event there you go and I, I see in the chat all kinds of thanks and and other ideas popping up there um kev MacD, mc3 cats uh mr gm nav pros all were mm -hmm. participating and helping make sure the food was there and being prepped and yeah sounds like a, a great event but 120 folks that's a fantastic turnout that's yeah. awesome yeah i i know Kev MacD uh, headed south across the border, went ahead and bought the hamburgers, decided it would be easier to buy the hamburgers in America than try to get them across, the bring them from Canada down that to America. Yeah. So, that makes so He went early and picked up everything yeah. he needed. Nice. <laughs> you know, little things like that that you don't think about. Oh, just yeah. bring burgers. Oh, wait, I've got to go through customs. Uh -huh. And they're, you know, kind of picky about food and especially meat yeah yeah and vegetables and yeah and i and i want a t-shirt in the door price so did you yeah awesome good job yeah i got a rock <laughs> thanks charlie brown 
<laughs> Did someone throw it at you? Well, we're not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> okay. No, but I rinsed his car off for him. Yeah. Yes, you did. Oh, he's here. Well, folks, thank you so much for joining us. And until next week, get out and get caching in the Northwest. <laughs>